There is that which is able to create a supply for your every need. The Word of God and the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, who helps us to present God's fullness on earth. Through true intimacy, partnership, and fellowship with Him. Be a part of this and join us as the servant of God, Apostle Joshua Selman, brings to you the Word of God with simplicity and power. Everyone pray this powerful prayer. Take all of me. All of me. Tell him, Lord, take everything. My intellect. My anointing. My beauty. My intelligence. My strength. My life. My health. My finances. Take it, oh God, it belongs to you. from the depth of your heart we are starting a very powerful spirit but you must give it all to him hallelujah 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 in just one minute I'd like you to pray and say, Lord, any part of me that has not come under submission to you, take it tonight. Lift your voice and pray. It may be my finances. It may be my relationships. It may be my mind. Hallelujah. 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 Very powerful song by the worship department. What a very good way to introduce us into this series. Hallelujah. not above it, you do not have anything. No matter what you have, because according to the law of the Spirit, whatever is above you is your Lord. 
Hallelujah. So I'd like you to pray, even before you sit down, just one more prayer. Pray it again. Say, Lord, as we begin this series, whatever loss, whatever it is that I have, whatever craving that, that I have above you, above you, take it away from me. Please mean it from your heart. We are very serious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for another opportunity. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, because you will cause a revolution in our lives tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, change mindset and power us. Let us encounter your glory and your truth in a fresh dimension. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God for another opportunity. We're starting a new series tonight. Hallelujah. Let me use this opportunity and appreciate all those who are not based in Zaria. There are people that come in every week from Abuja, Kano, um, Kaduna, and its environs. I pray that the Lord will bless you. There are ministries represented here. There are pastors. There are different people coming to humble themselves and learn and bless their congregation. See, in the days that we are coming into, it will no longer be an issue of emoji again. It will be an issue of the truth finding expression. It doesn't matter through which vessel it shows. Hallelujah. I know that there are many people, great men and women of God, different people. We have professors here, we have doctors, some just quietly hiding themselves around inside and outside. We honor you for your humility. Hallelujah. Some of the people here are very noble people. They are not the kinds of people you just walk into their offices, but they come and they are not even looking for recognition to come and sit in front. I'm aware that there are many people, there are many lecturers, there are many business people. They just come and hide in the crowd and humble themselves to receive. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. My heart, my mind, my soul, my life. It all belongs to you, belongs to you. Yes, Lord, belongs to you. I just want us to sing this very part. That's the part I'm coming to. The song I sing.
thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalm 35, verse 27. Financial dominion, part 1. Financial dominion, part 1. Psalm 35, verse 27. I pray that this series will cause a mighty revolution in our lives in the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. Psalm 35, verse 27. Please make sure you are writing. Don't come here without something to write. Can we read it? projected one to read let the Lord be magnified the one that has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants hallelujah thank you Jesus I won't go back, can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. I that must be your determination tonight. To the way it used to be before your presence. Just the voices as an expression from your heart. I, I won't go back, back, Lord, I can't go back to the, the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. One more time. It's okay to live your financial life the way it used to be, but not after the revelation you're about to hear tonight. You are singing it on behalf of your family. Some of you are representing your family. Finally, the Lord is answering the prayer of many families tonight. I won't go back, go back to the way it used to be. One more time. There is a part which no fowl has seen, and the whelps of the lion has not gotten there. Job began to speak, and he said, There are certain dimensions that are not even found in the land of the living. It will take the wisdom of the Spirit to direct you to those parts. And I pray tonight that God will show it to us. Show it to us, O oh God. There is a way. Show it to us. In the name of Jesus. Just one more scripture and then we'll start. Higher. My spirit is on fire right now. Isaiah 45. The first three verses. 
the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the loins of kings, to open before him the two lead gates. And the gate shall not be shut. Verse 2. I will go before you and I will make crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Verse 3. This is a prophecy for someone tonight. And I will give you the treasures of darkness. And the hidden riches of secret places. Where is this location found? That God is saying, there are hidden riches. They are not obvious. You will never see them till you have the eyes of an eagle. It says there are hidden riches that are hidden in secret places. Hallelujah. That thou mayest know that I the Lord, which calleth thee by name, I am the God of Israel. Thank you, Father, because of what you will do tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Write three things that lack of money has caused to your life and your family. Please, everybody, write. Three things that you know happen in your life and your family as a direct result of lack of money. You know that if finance was not the issue, that problem would never come up in the first place. Please write it. Be very honest and sincere with yourself. Just three things. Three things that have happened in your lifetime. Either growing up or in the life of your family. For some of you, they kicked your family members out of the house. For some of you, your loved ones got into prostitution. Just write it. Three things. You know in your life that this one was not the issue of demon and principalities. This is just simple lack of finance. I hear you most I hear you most Hallelujah. Have you done that? Have you done that? In one minute, I'd like you to just turn to the person sitting close to you and discuss it with the person. Don't be ashamed. Please, just turn to the person. Pay us. You can turn husband, wife, turn around. Please, just talk to the person. At least just one. You may not say everything. Please, quickly. The meeting is on. We have to save time. This is a very serious series. Don't be afraid. And you, whatever they tell you, shut your mouth. Three things that have happened in your family.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is very wasteful. Listen, please. It is very wasteful and sometimes even disastrous to attempt to give a man something he is not prepared to receive. Hallelujah. It can be very catastrophic when you give people information that they are not prepared to receive. All through scripture, you see that there are certain dimensions God never brings people until He ascertains that they are prepared. Success and prosperity, financial prosperity specifically, is one of those areas. Hallelujah. That in the kingdom, in the system of God's kingdom, it is dangerous to bring a man into a dimension of spiritual intelligence when they are not prepared. Because number one, they will not value it. Are you getting my point now? They will not value it. Number two, the devil can take advantage of it and wreck their lives and wreck the advancement of the kingdom. So my first question for you tonight is, are you prepared in your heart to receive the things that you are about to hear? It's not just one of those series. Hallelujah. There are so many people that had to come down to Zaria because we are starting this series. This is a very, very important subject in the body of Christ. The issue of finance. Because a lot depends on it in this earth realm. Hallelujah. The Bible says money is a defense. And wisdom is also a defense. But the difference between the two is one adds life to it. But money is a defense. Hallelujah. John 16 verse 12. I need to prepare our hearts. I will read out the curriculum for this, this course. Financial Dominion Part 1. This is a school. John 16 verse 12. Hallelujah. Can we read it? Jesus speaking now. One to read. I have yet many things to say unto you. It says, but ye cannot bear them now. That means there are many of us that the limit of the access of the truth that we have, generally speaking, and especially about finance, is because we are not prepared to handle it. Jesus said, there are many other things. All you have seen is not all there is. All that you know now about finance is not all there is, but can you gain? Do you have the capacity? In Matthew 25, the Bible says, 26 now, 25, 26, he said, he gave unto one five talents, another one two talents, another one one talent. Not according to their prayer request, according to their ability, their capacity to receive. Hallelujah. In Exodus 24, we won't go there. When you start reading from verse 10 to 13, you will see that when the glory of God was about to show up, He told them, He said, prepare the people. I won't just come like that. Let me tell you something. Revelation will only fall upon a heart that is prepared. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. There are some of us here, by reason of the privileges and the opportunities we've had from our family members, 
You've never been responsible for your financial destiny. Everything has been done free of charge for you. Is that true? Every month, they send pocket money for some of us who are students that is equivalent to someone else's salary. And you have four or five uncles doing the same thing. But there are some of us, even before you got born again, you have been living by faith. Is that true? It's just that you didn't know that was the name. Hallelujah. Affect my life, breathe on me. That's I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. I look to you for life. Affect our life, breathe on us. Lord, we look to you for life. Affect our life, breathe on us. Appreciate what you are about to receive tonight and over the course of this series because I trust and I pray this with all my heart that your life, your family members and indeed your financial destiny will never, never, never remain the same in the name of Jesus. Financial prosperity is not a matter of luck. It has nothing to do with luck. It has nothing to do with coincidence. Please write. Financial prosperity has nothing to do with coincidence. It has nothing to do with luck. It's a formula. It's a path. When you follow it, you are guaranteed to arrive there. When you do not follow it, there is no way you will arrive. The second thing I want you to know about financial prosperity is that it's not just about Naira and Cobble. It's a lot beyond that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was talking with the final year students yesterday. We had a lovely session. And I taught them a few things that I want to just show us. But let's just write down the course curriculum. Hallelujah. We'll start with introduction. Generally, with the introduction. This is what we'll be doing tonight. Introduction. Generally, we'll be examining the concept of prosperity. In a broad sense, the concept of prosperity. Hallelujah. Then part two will be the anatomy of God's economic system. The anatomy of God's economic system. We're going to be examining what is God's economic system. How does it work? We'll be examining the role of wealth and prosperity in the kingdom. Why God blesses us. We'll be examining the spiritual laws of wealth and abundance. The spiritual laws that govern wealth and abundance. We'll examine the natural laws of wealth and abundance.
and then we'll wrap up with the concept of wealth transfer the concept of wealth transfer I trust that the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus hallelujah please look up there are three things that must happen to you if you will ever see change in any area of your life three things that must happen to you if these three things do not occur in your life you will never experience transformation and change number one you must recognize the need for that change hallelujah in this area now we are speaking about financial prosperity you will never you are far from financial prosperity until you first see the need there are people who do not see the need hallelujah please um let me use somebody come hallelujah now listen if there is something on this guy's head maybe a fly or something if he does not see the need for me removing it do you know he may be offended if i touch his head is that true hallelujah so the first thing in the school of prosperity is not money is not capital there is this ugly mentality that different people have they think all about financial prosperity is money or business or capital far from it far from it hallelujah you must first recognize we call it the law of recognition you must recognize the need for anything for you to appreciate its value in your life whatever you do not see its need you may never embrace it an effort to force it into you may be catastrophic because you'll be offended hallelujah there are many people for instance in the body of christ who are offended every time they hear any message about finance and prosperity and it tells you that they have not seen the need are you following me now they have not seen the need so tonight have you seen the need for financial prosperity in your life have you seen the need in your family hallelujah it's very easy to see the need examine what lack of finance has done in your family and you will see the role that it has to play hallelujah there are many people that have gotten into prostitution they've gotten into prostitution not because they just want to sleep around but because they feel that they have to make ends meet those outside are you hearing me please can you hear me those outside i just want to make sure that everybody is following hallelujah There are people who have become armed robbers. There are people who have compromised their faith. They've gone to hell today because of this subject of finance and money. There are many ladies who are suffering in their marital homes today because of the, their mindset about chasing money or lack of it. There are many families today, many people who cannot go to school because of finance. There are many ministries today that cannot thrive because of lack of finance. Hallelujah. In this earth realm, money is very important. In this earth realm, your financial well-being 
is very important. The gospel, for instance, is free, but the means to convey to the Lord is not free. Are you following me now? The gospel, the message, that ideology is free, but the means to convey is not free. While I was babbing this afternoon, the, the head of department protocol, he came over and he was just talking. And he said something that, that struck my heart. And he said, did you know that the weekly budget for running this program you call Koinonia is close to what maybe some groups or maybe some organizations or ministries may run for a convention or a conference. Buses, chairs, appliances, different kinds of things that go on here and there to make sure that this happens. And it happens not just because of prayer, not just because of wisdom, but because of the blessings of the Lord. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. There are some of us that growing up, certain mindsets were given unto us. And these mindsets were derivatives of poverty. Poverty and lack. And in this series, we will break that chain in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some of us here who are old. We don't have the time to enjoy the blessings of God. Because all through, our lifetime was a lifetime of struggling. 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. You see a man at age 70, when he has retired five years ago, he's still roaming around looking for work. Have you seen certain dead men in some houses? You know that this man cannot drive a thief. They just called him to get something. He's sleeping in the afternoon and it's not wrong. He's old. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Resting. Hallelujah. I'll never forget an experience that I had some years ago. I was in Accra for a retreat and a woman in the hotel I was staying, there was a woman that came with her daughter. They were both prostitutes. Both prostitutes. And it was two Nigerians that were going to patronize them that night. Two what? Nigerians who went to Ghana for business, whether to buy cotton and all of that. And I just came out to take a stroll. It was late in the night. And I noticed the lady was quarreling with one of I think maybe she refused and said, if they will increase the money, you know, all these are things that they do. Praise the Lord. And the man was saying, what is all this? They have finished the negotiation. Which one are you bringing again? And then I saw two men. One was going to go with her mother. And then the other one was going to go with the daughter. And I said, my goodness. A mother and her daughter. So in the morning, both of them will come and discuss what happened. A mother and her daughter. This is what can happen. You see, let me tell you something. I have learned in life, don't criticize people's actions too fast until you know what led them into it. Hallelujah. I, I remember sharing years ago, one of, the, one of the stories that broke my heart. Those of us who have been around those times when we used to meet, I shared the story that happened in this Nigeria. Hallelujah. Of a boss who would never promote someone who was due for promotion, somebody else's wife. True story. 
the woman told me was it the woman or her daughter i can't remember now but one of them they told me that story hallelujah and the boss said if you want promotion you know what to do you know there are people like that there are there are wicked people that occupy these positions like that not minding the fact that this woman is married she has a husband she has children he said that's your cup of tea whether husband or children that's your view if you want promotion you know what to do and they needed the money they needed the raise because things were getting tight you know what happened very sad story that woman had to go home and tell her husband that this is what is happening see let me tell you the situation was so bad it was almost a matter of life and death do you know what the man did he said she should go ahead listen listen don't just start putting your hand and say to Shiaqua, hold on hold on you've been under some of us you've been under your parents whether you pray or not there is food in the night is that correct whether you pray or not I remember years ago I went to one house in Abuja and I think it was it by 7.30 my the intercom it was somebody's house hallelujah ah he just rang and I picked and said good morning sir they said what would you like for breakfast I said goodness what did you say ah what will I like for breakfast how many young people eat breakfast you just get orange and banana or whatever and so there are people that have enjoyed life. They may not, this message may not make sense. But can I tell you something? The Bible says, Woe unto him who puts his strength in a man. I have seen great men and great families turn to penury within a day because the man died and the wicked people from the village will come and carry everything and leave a family with five cars, ten cars. Some of you as you are sitting down right now, that's the story of your family. So listen to what I'm about to share. Let me finish the story. Eventually the woman, she did sleep with the man. And of course he promoted her. Hallelujah. If you were the one, what would you do? You can't leave the office. You would have done the most foolish thing. You would have left before everything happened. May the Lord raise men here that will wipe the tears of their parents. There are some of us that in the whole of your village, in the whole of your territory, you may be the first to emerge as that horn and say it is possible. Thank you Lord Jesus Christ. Recognize the need to be financially free. There are many pursuits in life that are lifetime pursuits. Financial freedom is not one of them. Are you following me now? I am convinced that there are three things that should occupy a man in his lifetime. Number one is the knowledge of God. The pursuit of God. Number two is the pursuit of his assignment. Number three is the pursuit to maintain quality relationships. These three things. Financial freedom or financial prosperity was never designed to be a pursuit that you start looking for money until you are 70 years old 80 years old there are many of our parents that finish school maybe at age 20 21 for decades decades they've been pursuing this thing called money and prosperity until today they have not found it 
But may God give us eyes to see. In the name of Jesus. Recognition does three things. Number one, it brings a sense of responsibility. When you see the need for a thing, when you see the need for financial prosperity, it will help you at once to be responsible. There are many irresponsible people around Nigeria. Many irresponsible young people. Many irresponsible old people. Many irresponsible fathers. Irresponsible mothers. Irresponsible leaders. The first thing that recognition does is it gives you a sense of responsibility. And brothers, I'm going to be very personal with you in this series. Hallelujah. I'm going to be very, very personal with you. So when I lash it and it gets too hard, just absorb it. I'm telling you from the beginning. Because you are the one who is going to drag somebody's daughter and say to your father and say, I think I'm old enough to marry. So make sure you hear what I'm saying before you go and carry anybody's daughter and frustrate her for decades. And ladies, no sleeping. Don't take for granted what I just said. And you say, fine and good. Be wide awake and understand and be empowered in the name of Jesus Christ. The good news is at every level of your life you can pick up. At every level there is room for you. Hallelujah. So it brings a sense of responsibility. Number two, seeing the need for financial prosperity breaks limitations and excuses. There are many of us that the reason why we will never be blessed is that we are always giving excuses. Many young people in Nigeria are giving excuses. It's the federal government. When our parents were 18 years, they gave them this and that. See me now. I'm 30. They are not giving me anything. And you see a lot of young people carrying placards around and saying, ah, give us this and that. We need our benefits. This is our, our nation. Blah, 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 and so on and so forth. There are many people who are not willing to stop giving excuses. Hallelujah. There are many of our parents till today, they are angry with the government because they said they were working in the railway corporation and it packed up. How many decades did railway stop working in Nigeria before they just resuscitated it? And some of those people have been empowered today. And many of our parents have remained there. Not taking any steps. There are some of our parents, they lost their job more than 20 years. They've not taken any step at all. For 20 years, they've been complaining. Hallelujah. There are many parents today that put pressure on the loved ones. A lady comes with a brother who is born again. And the mother says, my own is, is he rich? No, out of my house. We have suffered in this life. Do you know, listen, and please, if you are an elderly person here, don't be offended. Do you know it's a cost to depend on your child to bless you? Because the Bible says, a good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children. There are many parents hoping and angry with their children because of mistakes that they made. And they would not take responsibility. There are many parents who are inconveniencing their children in their marital homes. Many marriages are breaking and are under tension today because of the intrusion of family members. So a guy simply says he loves you. 
and the mother is asking, oh boy, do you know what you are doing? We are men in this family, we are eight. The guy simply said, I love this lady and I want to marry. He said, you are going to marry all of us. And feed all of us. Kofi Annan said something when he was Secretary General of UN and he said this. He said, let, he said this during Children's Day. He said, let the children not suffer the consequences of their parents' carelessness. Before you start criticizing parents, you are already making the same mistake. So listen. Because there are many of us who are, at, at the rate we are going now, we are going to commit more of that mistake than our parents. Hallelujah. Grant us light, O God. Are you ready to break limitations that you have put on yourself and on your finance? Are you ready to break free from all those limitations? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Very, very important. Number three, recognizing the need for financial freedom creates a sense of dissatisfaction. It pressures you to effect changes in your life by making new and quality decisions. There are some of us in all sincerity, listen to me, that sometimes God allows certain situations to push us to a point where we see the need to begin to make changes. There are many people, it was when you lost your job that you came to yourself and you said, wonderful, I've been joking over my finances. It creates dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction. Hallelujah. For instance, for I know that there are many students right now, as you're sitting down, your school fees is totally, you are depending on God right now. Hallelujah. Your welfare. You see, let me tell you something. It is very bad of a pastor or a leader or a spiritual leader of whatever sort to stand and keep telling people don't sin don't fornicate are you getting my point now don't bribe don't cheat don't just tell them to stop show them the way that god has designed is that true you can't keep telling people give 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 package and offering give prophet offering give this and that that is very good but are you ready to show the people the way i am convinced that a blessed church will produce a blessed, a blessed assembly of people now. Is that true? And one of my passions in life is not to have a ministry with a few wealthy people, then a bunch of struggling people, and then those few are treated like the Holy Spirit in the church. Hallelujah. It is God's desire that every one of you under the sound of my voice be blessed. Yes, it is God's desire. The Bible said it. It said that he delights in the prosperity of his servants. Thank you, Jesus. So you must recognize the need if you want change in your life. Number two, you must go for knowledge. You must go for knowledge. It's not enough there are many of us that recognize this need, but we don't know what to do. What step do I take? Knowledge. Knowledge. It's not enough to recognize the need. Goodness. I'm telling you, 
I know that there will be a revolution. This teaching, as it is coming, it is going to cause a revolution. Recognize the need. Number two, go for knowledge. Don't allow knowledge come to you. Pursue it. Many of us want knowledge to come free of charge. Great men pursue knowledge. You don't wait for it to come to you. Many people like a wolf. We want to sit down and let God bring it. Great men in life, those who have become blessed in this kingdom, are men who took the pain to pursue knowledge at any cost. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed. My people, although they are my people, it didn't say our people, my people, that you are God's people does not mean you cannot be affected. It says my people are destroyed. Why? For lack of knowledge. Go for knowledge. And in going for knowledge, there are two dimensions. Number one, you need what I call a paradigm shift. This is undergoing for knowledge. A paradigm shift. A change of mentality. Not just information now. A change of mentality. Because there are certain mentalities we have. It's not our fault. But it's policing us right now. And we must change that mentality. A paradigm shift. A change of mindset. A change of ideology. A change of perception. And a change of belief. When you see the need, the next step is to pursue knowledge. Pursue it like your life depends on it. And can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? The earlier you start, the better. Knowledge will cost you. It will cost you time. It will cost you your resources. It will cost you your ego. Are you willing to let it down to get knowledge? There are many arrogant people that know nothing about finance and they will not humble themselves and learn. That you read economics does not mean you understand the kingdom's financial system. Hallelujah. Knowledge will cost you your resources. There are many of us who are greedy even to ourselves. The highest book you have bought in your life was 600 naira and somebody added some money. Knowledge is costly. The Bible says, buy the truth. Say it after me. Say, buy the truth. He uses a business terminology when he's talking about truth and light and revelation. We want everything for free. Many of us want to be pampered. Just write out a course on financial prosperity and come and sit down and baby feed me. When I'm ready to learn, you will give me. You will be broke and you will suffer in this life. Hallelujah. Never entertain that kind of mentality. You must tell yourself, whatever my parents could not do, is not their fault. I will arise as that Savior and wipe their tears. Hallelujah. The educational system in Nigeria, unfortunately, does not have a package that is designed to give 
the youth in this country's financial intelligence. It does not sustain that package in its curriculum. So, graduates finish school from 100 level. All they are looking at is a job. Is that true? I was sharing with the final year students. We'll talk about that when we are talking about the natural law. So, I don't want to go ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Job, 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 job. I shared with them. Let me just touch a bit of it. I told us that Nigeria was an agrarian country predominantly. Is that true? From the 40s down to the 60s. And then we discovered oil. And then it coincided with what we call the industrial age. They set up industries and factories. And so different people, engineers, industrialists, chemists, and so on and so forth, got a lot of jobs. Companies who come scrounging, looking for good students. But from the late 90s till today, there has been a transition in the world as a global entity. And in Africa and even in Nigeria, we have almost left the industrial age to an age that we call the information age. What that means to you is that the job of 100 people can be done by one computer. What does that tell you? 100 people will lose their job. That means there must be a paradigm shift. Everybody say a paradigm shift. If you get what I'm sharing with you, I was telling the final year students, if you remember yesterday, I mean the, the, the graduation student, I told them, I said, don't worry, you will buy the Jeep for me. Don't tell me thank you now. It's in the future you will buy the Jeep. When you see your son playing around, you call him and say, boy, come and sit down here. If you play like this, you will beg. Hallelujah. So, knowledge, a paradigm shift. Then number two, is understand the economic system of the kingdom. Still talking about going for knowledge. When you have a change in your mentality, then you will now understand the economic system. Listen, the kingdom of God is a system. It has an administrative structure and it has an economic system. Every kingdom and every nation has what we call ministry of finance. Is that true? That is responsible for coordinating all its financial activities. The kingdom of God is no different. There is a way the financial system of the kingdom runs. And if you do not know it, it may be at your detriment. But the Lord will open us up to it in the name of Jesus. Then number three. After, after knowing and understanding the economic system of the kingdom, what it is and how it functions. Number three is that you must apply what you know. You must take action and consistently apply what you know. For instance, there are some of us here that a few things that you'll be hearing are not necessarily new. But you have never taken action. Knowledge is useless when it is not applied consistently. Hallelujah. So while you are seated listening to me, make sure that there is a determination in your heart that you are going to put this thing to work. The principles that I will be sharing with you by the grace of God are proven principles. 
people have tested it. And it has produced results. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There are five things that will help you to take action. Undertaking action. Number one, conviction. You will never act on anything you are not convicted about. So you must get this knowledge to a point where it persuades you enough to take action. Conviction. Number two, it takes courage to take action. Because many people taking action requires breaking the status quo. Doing something nobody has done in your family. Doing something nobody has done. You must take steps. Remember Peter, when they saw Jesus Christ, Peter said, if it be thou, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. It was now left for him to take a step. And he kicked his step. One thousand intentions are not up to one action that is taken. One thousand intentions. Hallelujah. I remember one of my uncles in the village. They gave him a name. His name is Plan. T-L-A-N. The man has been planning till today. He's a retired soldier. Plan. Everything. When you are talking, he says, it's on plan. I, I, I have the plan. Ten years he has not done anything. I still have the plan. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was talking with my mother this afternoon and she said he's not feeling fine. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm sure he has a plan to be healed too. Hallelujah. It takes conviction. You will never act on anything you are not convinced about. Number two, it takes courage to take action. Number three, it takes discipline to take consistent action. Discipline. Consistent action. Regardless of the outcome, consistent action. It takes discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes discipline to tell yourself, I must study a book per week. It takes discipline to tell yourself, I must listen to this message ten times. It takes discipline. Listen, in the school of prosperity, convenience is the last thing you receive. Are you getting my point? In the school of prosperity, Kick away convenience when you are still on. When you arrive, you can be blessed. Nigerians like convenience. Hallelujah. The youth in Nigeria like convenience. Is there fan or AC in this place? Kai, I'm feeling hot. Whereas there's no fan in your own house, but you come and inconvenience people and make a lot of noise. A lot of people, you go to a restaurant and you're harassing everybody. I mean, uh, they, don't have, they don't have a restroom in this place. And we like convenience. Convenience is good. So pay the price to create one. The best way to predict your future is to create it. Hallelujah. It takes consistency to take action. Consistency. Conviction, courage, discipline, consistency. And finally, it takes commitment. It takes commitment. 
it takes commitment. There are many of us who are afraid of commitment in different areas of our life because you know that commitment will cost you something. Say after me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm on my way to better days. I'm on my way to lasting financial freedom. I'm on my way to being a blessing to myself and everyone around me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Action. You must take action. Without action, whatever it is that you have unplanned is a waste. There must come a time when you will take action. Hallelujah. Now let's examine the concept of prosperity. The concept of prosperity. All our discussion is going to be from the perspective of the kingdom. Even when we are talking about the natural laws. The concept of prosperity. And your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater than the rest. I prophesy to you. Your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater than the rest. For all things are possible. All things are possible. Don't let the devil tell you it's not possible. 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 They are possible. For your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be greater Prosperity. We're examining the concept of prosperity right now. Hallelujah. So the paradigm shift begins now. We're examining prosperity. The word prosperity comes from the word prosper. And it simply means to do well. The word prosperity. Please write it down comes from the word prosper and it means to do well it means to do well your well-doing your well-being let me define prosperity to prosper means to possess a means an ability or power to meet the needs of mankind to prosper in the kingdom means to possess a means, an ability, or power to meet the needs of mankind, regardless of what those needs are. The means, the ability, the power to meet the needs of mankind. Regardless of what those needs are. Hallelujah.
To prosper also means to enjoy the fullness of the blessings of God's life as designed by God Himself. To enjoy the fullness of the blessings of God's life. So way, that's the way life. That quality of life. The blessings that come by being a partaker of that life. The ability to enjoy it to the fullness. Hallelujah. And now in the kingdom, there are five areas that you must prosper to be called prosperous truly. Right. There are five areas of true biblical prosperity. Are you seeing now that prosperity is not all about money? Financial prosperity is just one of the aspects of prosperity. There are five areas. Number one, spiritual prosperity. Spiritual prosperity. I'll list them and then I'll define them. This is a course. This is a lecture. This is not so much preaching tonight. I'm teaching. This is a lecture going on. Number two, mental prosperity. I'll list them and I'll explain them. Number three, the prosperity of your health, bodily prosperity, the prosperity of your health, your physical well-being. Number four, financial prosperity. Number one, spiritual prosperity, the, the prosperity of your soul. Number two, mental prosperity. Three, bodily prosperity, your health. Number four, financial prosperity. And number five, relational prosperity. Spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity. What's the third one? Bodily prosperity. Number four, financial prosperity. And number five, relational prosperity. If any of these areas are wanting in your life, you are not prosperous by God's definition. That means if you are a multi-millionaire, are you getting my point? And you are failing relationally, you are failing in your health, you are failing in your mind, you are still short of God's definition of prosperity. Are you getting my point? From the earth perspective, they say you are a rich man. You are a multi-millionaire. You are a billionaire. But from heaven's standpoint, you are not prosperous. Are you learning something? Spiritual prosperity. What does it mean to be spiritually prosperous? What does it mean to be spiritually prosperous? It means to be born again. What shall it profit a man, the Bible says, if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That means, what shall it profit a man if all these other aspects of prosperity are in place, but he loses his soul? Look at me. There are people, and some of you are here listening to me, you can kill for money. You can pray in tongues. You can do all of this, but once it gets to money I need to hold some treasurer 
please give me something. 5,000 or 6,000. Let me hold it. So that some of you wake up. This is what you want to see. Some of you in your mind will say, now you are talking. It's now you are talking to me. Please. Hallelujah. Spiritual prosperity. If you pursue money, the kind of money that takes you to hell, there are many politicians, many people, God bless you, who will contact witch doctors and all kinds of people because of money. This is not what we are talking about here. Are you getting me? There are some of you, they've even taken you to some places and they say they can watch your eyes to see well. Let me tell you right now, if it is not the word of God washing your eyes, your sight is still darkness. Hallelujah. Look at this. Himela. Himela. The Lord is changing you. Don't just be laughing. Help me what you Look at me. This is what some of you can die for. Some of you can allow any man sleep with you and do anything because of this. There are people today that this is what will drag them to hell. Are you getting my point? People have gotten into armed robbery because of this. People have joined dangerous occultic society in this country because of this. What is it about this? It seems to love some people and hate others. Some people chase this all their life, whereas others have it coming and are praying that it stops coming. What makes this happen? Please listen to me. If you let this naira and copper take you to hell, I tell you, you have made the most, the, the most foolish decision in life. Your spiritual prosperity comes before finance. Are you listening to me? Can I tell you something? It's easy to claim you love God when there is nothing much to lose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a way people come to your house, you say thank you, carry it. All that is left is that bag. Just pick it up. The Bible says, Jesus told the rich man, do this and this and that. He said, I have kept the law even from my youth. He said, go and sell your possession. It was a test of his spiritual prosperity. He had material prosperity. He said, go and sell what you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. And the Bible says, the man was offended because he had much possession. Hallelujah. At what point in your life will you stop serving God because of money? One million? Ten million? I know people who love God for one small job or one small business. You just made one small five million or small ten million and you won't hear anything again. There are people 
they want to come and dictate to the pastor in church. Let's preach about, about wickedness. Who are you to tell the pastor? To, because you have a personal problem with, with your wife or whatever it is. And because the pastor is broke and poor, although anointed, he will say, alright. Say the Lord just changed our sermon. It's titled Wickedness. I vowed to God and I told him, Lord, any money you will give me that will take me to hell, let it not come. And I, I say it before God. Some of you, this is the first deliverance this night. You will not roll on the floor, but something is leaving you. Hallelujah. Look at this. Some of you have lied to your parents because of this. Some of us are playing pranks in our workplaces. You can cut corners. Christians, born again. Let me tell you something. If you're offended, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. There are many corrupt and wicked Christians in the body of Christ. They are born again. They are filled with the Holy Ghost. But you go and see what they do in their workplaces. Hallelujah. You sign out for good. It's supposed to be 7 million. You now sit down with a few people and say, let's negotiate. We will give the pastor tithe. And we have certain pastors. May God have mercy on ministers. When the man talks to the pastor, he says, of course, wisdom is profitable to direct. Are you a fool that you say 7 million? Make it 23 or 24 so that at least they will give you 17. And then you now bring it to church. See, we men of God will not say it because we are benefiting from it. If you buy me a ship from that money, let me tell you the truth. Can I be honest with you? Many people will go to hell because of this thing. And tonight, you must make up your mind to be, to be, to be prosperous. Spiritually first, the other matters. Because the Bible says there is no peace to the wicked, saith the Lord. Whether it's a wicked millionaire, there is no peace. This one, money cannot give it. He said, peace I give unto you. My peace I live with you. Not as the world peace. May the Lord never give us money that will take us to hell. May the Lord never give us money that will make us partner with Satan. May the Lord never open us up to opportunities that will jeopardize our Christian life. Look at me. Wealth in the kingdom is not an achievement. It's a trust. In the kingdom, you don't achieve prosperity. You are trusted with it. In Matthew 25, the Bible says he gave them that talent. After a while, he came back to seek for accountability. This is the difference between kingdom wealth and just wealth. That you realize that I'm a steward by grace of this that God has given. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that Imela song. Can we sing it again? Imela. Help me worship him. Imela.
cast them in the name of Jesus. I will not let money take the place of God in my life. There are some sisters right now that are not even in their houses. They are in one man's house. You came for koinonia, but you came from somebody's house. What are you looking for? Money. He can sleep with me, no problem. Because of money. You mock God every time you compromise to be rich. You mock God. You insult God. And you say God is not able. But our God is Jehovah Jireh. He's more than enough. Are you listening to me? Some of us may need to end some dangerous, devilish association. There are some of us students right now. You are already planning to swindle your parents. It's in your plan. You and the group of friends, you're already planning to tell them, Oh, I'm in final year. I'm in deep. I need 200,000. And then you cut corner. Whether you come and stand here and drop the tithe, God will not honor what comes from a heart of wickedness. He said, Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed you with an oil of gladness above your fellows. See, many people, many people, many Nigerians hearing this message will be angry with me. They'll say, You are a fool. Oh boy, now for you, are you in Nigeria? See, I'm a young man, no. I'm a young man. I'm not 100 years old. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm a young man. Don't think I came from one planet. I grew up in this very Nigeria. You can walk in the dignity of kingdom integrity. Into the blessings of God. There are many men today. Because of the... Do you know that the reason why some of our uncles cannot bless us is part of the covenant that they had in covens before they got well. Have you seen people like that? They are so wealthy. They can even give the poor, but they will never help anybody in their family. It's part of the agreement. They have sold their soul to the devil for it. I've said it again and again. A man whose wife suffered with him, they drank curry together, they prayed together, they went from house to house, brought a man of God to conduct night with you. Now, God blesses the man and the man turns and looks at his wife and says, you are not fine again. Money has opened his eyes. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil has made him to see something he's not supposed to see. Hallelujah. Many wealthy people compromising on their wives, compromising on their children. They will sit down, be crying and dying of hunger and the man is there servicing one, one Jezebelic lady somewhere. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Whoever did not believe in you before you became blessed is not qualified to be part of your success cabinet. Brother, if the sister cannot see what you are seeing, when you get blessed and she comes, pack your load and go. Don't come around and say, ah, I don't believe in him. And then later you call him and say, I'm walking in shelter. Ah, but you've not been calling me now, now for you. My brother, go away. Run quick. Go and find somebody that believes in you. Are you getting blessed? Say spiritual prosperity. Your spiritual prosperity. 
I did something one day years ago. I put one one thousand naira plenty on the ground, and I said, Lord, I stepped on it. I said, Lord, as I'm standing on this money, it will never stand above me. This is my vow with you that it will never stand above me. Do not give me any level of resource. I've told God, do not bring us as a ministry to any level that will kill the fire of God in our lives. Suddenly the sick are not healed again. The only thing we are celebrating in Koinonia is just prosperity. People are not saved. People are not blessed. People are not healed. People are not delivered. They are not taught the word. May God forbid it. We respect prosperity, but it must be holistic. Starting from our spiritual life. Many men of God don't take altar calls in churches again. All that they are concerned about is money. 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 Everything is money. Even on crusade ground, money. Everything is money. Can I tell you the truth? Money is not everything. What shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world, Satan tested Jesus in this. He took him up to a cliff and showed him the glory of the kingdom in a matter of time and said, bow to me. In other words, compromise your spiritual prosperity and take, your fi- and take financial prosperity. And he looked at him and he rejected that temptation. Many of us, this is what has happened to so many people. Many of our parents have brought a lot of tragedy to our home because they went to go and visit the Habalit and it backfired. They won't tell anybody where they went to. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, nothing and no one will take the place of God in our lives. For some of you, this is your message tonight. This is a revelation that God is giving you. Because the way you are pursuing this money, you may lose your salvation for it. There are some of us who are hustling. We are in anything, anything that works. Once you see somebody with nice watch, you just say, how did you get it? Say there is something. That's how you keep following. How can you be so gullible that you don't care whether what it is, is whether it's compromising your... That's how many believers have gotten into drugs. Do you know how many believers will do drug dealing? Including pastors. Many men of God in this country do drugs. They do drugs. Many ladies go around. They travel to Italy. You go to Italy and go to UK. And see how many Nigerian ladies are there. Trying to make money. They send part of the money home. And their loved ones build houses. And they call pastors to come and dedicate it. Never allow anything compromise on your faith. I'm speaking to you right now. There are some of you sisters. There is a brother right now that is coming around your life. He loves God. His spiritual prosperity is down. It's just that he's on his way to balance himself financially. But because of your being gullible, you see a man, you know this guy is not born again. But you are just saving him because of finance. And then, when you come to us and we ask you, is he born again? You say, hey, he's okay. Okay! It's not spiritual salvation. Is he born again with clear fruits of the Spirit working in his life? If, he, if you truly love him, bring him to Koinonia. 
Let him be changed. You are not the Holy Spirit. Don't carry anybody because of his money. Because he just passed his jeep in front of you. One accident can take that jeep away. But his spiritual prosperity connects him to a source that can reproduce it again and again. Hallelujah. Brothers, I bring you a word of encouragement. Let no man despise you. You are sitting down. Your shoe may be caught in under. But trust me, if your spiritual prosperity is sound, eventually, all these other ones I will talk about will come into play. Stop that hustling. Any business you want to join, anything you want, I just want to hustle. Stop it. There is a way that cement rides onto a man and the end thereof are the ways of death. God can guide your life to walk circumspectly into a realm of abundance. He said, and I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. Hallelujah. See, there is nothing that irritates me as a man who tries to pursue money and does not value God. Go around our society, you see people with three phones, five phones, making all kinds of calls. Hello, hello, I'm, 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 I'm here, I'm going to this, I'm going to the airport. You go to the airport and see them, psychopaths, all kinds of people, trying to make money. They want to hustle, I must make it. Can you print book? Yes. Can you fix shoe? Yes. Can you make hair? Yes. Everything, you just want to hustle, it's not done that way. Your spiritual prosperity. There are men who stop coming to the house of God from the day they were blessed. You call them and they say, sorry, uh, I have to be in Germany now. After that, I will touch Brazil briefly and then I will come to Ghana. May God give you the health to keep traveling. Hallelujah. Are you getting blessed tonight? For as long as you have need, it's not a big deal to pursue God. Is that true? For as long as you have need, but let the needs be satisfied. There are some of us who will leave God. One day they look at you and they say, Ah, madam, I used to know you in Cornelia. They say, Come on, don't talk to me like that. God, show this person whose wife I have become. Your spiritual prosperity. Your spiritual prosperity. Say in the name of Jesus, I am born again. And born again for life. Not money. Not power. Not access. Not influence. Will take me away from the love of Christ. The apostle speaking. He said. What shall separate us? What shall separate us? From the love of Christ. There are some of us. Very little things have separated you. This morning. Don't get me wrong. Money is very important. That's why we are teaching you. But it's not the way many of us are going about it. Hallelujah. Number two, mental prosperity. Oh, let me define spiritual prosperity. I didn't define it. It means to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. It means to understand the way and the principles of the kingdom. That's what it means to prosper spiritually. That you are born again. You are filled with the Holy Ghost and you are growing in your understanding of the operation of the kingdom. The principles of the kingdom. It also means you are conforming 
to the image and the character of Christ. That's what it means to prosper spiritually. To be born again. One, filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It means to understand the laws of the kingdom. The operation of the kingdom. The ways of the kingdom. And then it also means to conform. Paul was speaking to the church. He said, my little children of whom I travel until Christ be formed in you. The formation of Christ in us. That's what makes you humble. So you see a man who is a multi-millionaire, but he's so humble. He can still be an usher in church. Is that true? There are many of us, as we are right now, with the little blessings that we have, you got a job with MTN or you got a job somewhere. There are some of us the way you are, you cannot even work in the house of God. You can't clean chairs, you can't do anything. You feel too big. My father is a senator. My mother is a minister. I'm the chairman of this and that and that. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Have you read that scripture? I this was the king with all his prosperity. He said, I'd rather leave my palace and be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, you drop your title and money when you come to the house of God. When you come to the house of God, you are a student in the school of the spirit. And you learn with all humility and serve with all your heart. We are going to go to that scripture. The Bible says, if they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. We look to Yahweh, Yahweh, forever Yahweh, Yahweh. Of my eyes to the sea, from when cometh my help, my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Sing it one more time that your eyes are just upon him alone. We look to Yahweh, Yahweh, forever Yahweh, Yahweh. Number two, mental prosperity. We have to hurry up so that we can pray. Is someone learning something tonight? Is God challenging somebody? Mental prosperity. It means you are prosperous mentally when your will, your emotions, your intellect, or in short, your mind are well developed and deployed to improve the quality of your life. You are prosperous mentally when your mind is well developed and deployed to improve the quality of your life. Hallelujah. There are people who are not prosperous mentally, madmen, those who are going through all kinds of depression. They are not prosperous mentally. You don't want to be rich financially and then have all kinds of mental issues. Wrong mindset. 
That's lack of mental prosperity. Notice my definition. That your mind, which consists of your will, your emotion, and your intellect, are well developed and deployed. Imagine a man who is born from a rich family. How many of you have seen what we call imbeciles? Not an insult now. Have you seen those kind of people? How many of you have seen them, those who are born from rich families? They are very wealthy, but they can't think. Are you getting my point? They are not smart. They have loss of memory. That's lack of mental prosperity. You need to be alert. You need to be sharp. You need to be intelligent. You need to be able to articulate yourself and articulate the things of the kingdom. Intelligence is very useful in kingdom advancement. When you read Acts chapter 18, the last five verses, it talks about the encounter of, of, of who? Apollos now, right? Apollos. When he met Aquila and Priscilla, he, the Bible says he was a learned man. His mind was developed. The kingdom does not make people dull. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And Daniel was of an excellent spirit. There are many of us, we can't remember anything. I know people that even at age 19, 20, they cannot spell their names. They need prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your mind must be developed. It's not enough to just be blessed. And they call you and they say, please, go and make a speech. Talk to a few people who are trusting God for blessing. And you just stand and just speak nonsense around, but you are a millionaire. You are not blessing anybody. Your mind must be alert so that you can transfer the knowledge you know to bless others. If you are not mentally prosperous, your prosperity cannot go far because you cannot help others to come to that place. And the beauty of the kingdom is not only that you attain a state, but you can guide others to come to that place. It says, indeed, Genesis 12 verse 2, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. And how shall they be saved when there is no preacher? How shall they experience that dimension of salvation until there is somebody who is mentally sound? Bill Johnson wrote a book years ago, The Supernatural Power of a Transformed Mind. Many people concentrate on their spirits and they forget about their mind. They don't develop their mind. They are so unintelligent. They are not articulate. This is why they cannot get jobs. I, I, spoke, I spoke with a few, with the final yesterday and yesterday, and we'll talk about that in the natural laws. Your mind is a useful tool in your well-being in this life. Don't throw away your mind just because you are spiritual. I said it that there are some graduates in Nigeria that are not employable. They are not employable. You want to be a secretary, you cannot even write a formal letter. How are you? You are writing you letter, you question mark. Because we have not seen the value of developing our mind. The renewal of your mind. Through books, through tapes, cleaning and learning. Let me tell you something. I love it when I see competent people. We are going to talk about competence. I hate incompetence. Because no one has a right to be incompetent. Incompetence is a direct product of laziness and a lackadaisical attitude. Favor answers to the gift and the value of a man. I was speaking to the final yesterday and we'll still talk about it. 
There are many lazy people around. Mentally lazy. They don't read books. They don't attend seminars. They don't do nothing. All they want is for money to just come. Have you seen people in ABU here who, who tell you that whether I write exams or not, all I want is just that certificate. My uncle, who is a politician, they are mentally lazy. They are the type that don't build roads well. They collect contracts and build nonsense. And the roads are swelling up as if they are, they are, they are pumping fire under them. These are the kinds of people who are mentally, they are not prosperous mentally. It's not enough to be sound spiritually. Believers are not idiots. The kingdom does not produce dull people. Say I'm smart. Say it, I'm intelligent. The kingdom does not make foolish people. We are articulate. We can step into systems and legislate on behalf of the kingdom. But it comes through mental preparation. There are certain things I do every day before I sleep. Can I tell you something? It's not everything that you see here that is just anointing as in dash. Are you getting what I'm saying? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, but this grace was not showered on me in that I labored more than ye all. And what is that labor? He spoke about the labor in the word and prayer. Not just word alone, revelation. Hallelujah. We are going to have a workshop. This Saturday, we are having a workshop for all the heads of department. The little level of excellence that God has given us as a ministry. It's not that. It didn't come by magic. It's not just by prayer. Everybody say mental development. I'm challenging you right now. Because there are many of us that hate anything that has to do with developing our mind. You bring a book to study. Say, Kai, this book is 200 pages. It's too much. But do you like money? Yes. You want to be blessed? Yes. There are many people who are fighting for offices that God himself will not let them get there. Because they cannot legislate on behalf of the kingdom when they get there. I was listening to Sanusi, the CDN governor. Now, I'm not a politician. I don't want to know what is happening. I, I mean, I, I, what I, I'm, it's not that I'm not concerned. I'm just saying I'm not involved in all of this. But I, I love those that are in charge of the financial sectors of Nigeria, among other reasons. They are smart. Are you getting my point? Sanusi is a genius. intelligent. He's not doubt at all. Very smart. Very articulate. They understand the system. And then Ngozi... Oh, she's smart. Do you know those who are her referees? Referees of our TV. Presidents of nations. The way you have your uncle and your auntie referee. You think a president will come and jeopardize his integrity on somebody's TV. They are very intelligent and smart people. And that's why their intelligence frustrates a lot of gullible politicians who want something for nothing. Can I tell you something? Mental prosperity will bring you to a place where no gender barrier, no religious barrier will stop you. There are some things they cannot just do without you. The whole world stood still for Nelson Mandela. He was not just a, a human rights activist. That guy was a brilliant man. Hallelujah. God is speaking to someone. Have you been neglecting your mental prosperity? You want to go into business. What do you know about business? Nothing. 
name five top business people both in the kingdom and around who are doing anything i don't know all i just know is that i will sow a seed and my god jehovah stop stop the one who can break protocol listen 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 that kind of teaching only makes men of god prosperous it doesn't make members prosperous that's why everybody wants to be a pastor because based on that template that is given when you raise people who are mentally prosperous, they will be blessed. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be smart. The Bible says when they called Daniel and all the other people, he articulated a level of mental prowess that was ten times better. Ten times better. And he reigned through the dispensation of three kings. Nobody removed him. Lay your hands on your head, everybody, and prophesy to yourself. Say, in the name of Jesus, I will develop my mind. In the name of Jesus, I contend for mental prosperity. I study books and resources that empower my mind along the area of destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read books on leadership consistently. I'm sharing some of these things with you, not as a way of boasting. I hope you understand. I just want to encourage you. Hallelujah. I've understood the largest churches across all the continents of the world. What do they understand? Whatever is not godly about them, I keep it away. But I'm studying. What is their mindset like? How are the leaders like? The World Leadership Conference that happens every year. I make sure that I study it. I was listening to Dangote's speech in Lagos Business School. And I was wowed. I said, this guy is not daft. This guy is not daft. It's not just men that made him rich. Hallelujah. Who is developing your mind? You will keep being angry and remain mediocre in life. Don't just depend on your degree. Go for knowledge. Create a university for yourself. YouTube is free. Google is free. Stop browsing those devilish things. You know what I'm talking about. And concentrate. Study the lives of leaders. God has told you you are going to be a leader. It will not just happen by prayer and fasting. There are many people who are bad church pastors. Although they are born again. Because they know nothing about church leadership. They know nothing about corporate financing. On Saturday, we are having a workshop with the leaders. We are not just going to be praying alone. It's a time of appraisal. It's a time of teaching. It's a time of training. I like you from today. Make up your mind that mentally, there are some people that if God tells them today, stop preaching, they are failures for life. Because there is nothing else. There is no other way they can add value to people. This is what makes people think that pastors are dollars. They are the ones who have failed in life. Everything has refused to work. Then they just say, let's go to the vineyard. The vineyard is not a place for stupid people. It takes intelligence to plow the land. Am I challenging you now? Because there are some of us who are carried away. Just that, okay, I'm on, maybe your CGP, I'm on 3.5. I'm on 5 points. And you think what you have, it may not necessarily be mental prosperity. You need to go for knowledge. Go for knowledge. There are few seminars 
that train pastors. Most of ministers' meetings are just manifest. And there is a place for that. Everybody is falling and rolling from morning till night. They carry an anointing with a dull head and they go to do ministry. And things don't just work out. Hallelujah. I'm challenging you to hate laziness. You are too young to be lazy. No matter how old you are. Sleeping for six, for, for, for six, seven, eight, nine hours. Not at this level of life. You've got to challenge yourself. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on your head one more time and just pray in one minute. And say, Lord, from today, this spirit of laziness, this spirit of lack of mental development, Jordan Bookstore is here. We keep announcing it. Go and get books that will build you. Challenge yourself. Yes, you are spiritual. What do you know around the area you believe God has called you? Mental prosperity. Change us, O oh God. Give us a paradigm shift. Help us to appreciate the place of competence and excellence in our lives and our endeavor. Hallelujah. 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 No day of your life should pass without you developing your mind. And don't let no spiritual person come and tell you that what you are doing is not serious. Just focus on your spiritual life. There are people who all they are doing is fasting and praying. Fasting and praying will not replace the price of mental development. Are you getting my point? We use spirituality to excuse a lot of responsibility. Buy the truth. It is a receipt as, as an impartation. Buy it. Let it cost you. Hallelujah. Number three. Let's hurry up. Is God changing somebody tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Mental prosperity. Invest in your mind. Honor your mind. It will honor you tomorrow. Honor your mind. Honor your mind. Invest in your mind. Invest in wisdom. Invest in wisdom. Invest in books. Get materials. Jordan, please stand up. Please quickly stand up. That's Jordan's bookstore there. We don't have a ministry bookstore. That's our official bookstore. He just came with some materials. And we keep telling, there are some of you, when you stroll, you don't say how much. Why is it say 500 naira? You leave it. You've been buying with what for years. Put something inside, not on top. Put something inside, not on top. <laughs> Brothers, you better don't laugh because I've not finished talking. I've not finished talking. something inside, not on top. What does it profit us if we have a very beautiful lady who is mentally poor? You are not encouraging the man. The journey is getting harder because of your presence. Change, ladies. Don't sit back there waiting for one man to come and marry you. Begin to contend for mental prosperity. It's not all about Brazilian hair or Chinese hair. No! Invest in your mind. Don't let no man drag you like a house girl because he came and met you a liability. Be an asset. It's only the ladies that clap. Don't worry. The brothers are suspecting. 
that I'm coming and surely I will come. Hallelujah. I've said it to our brother again and again. And I will say it. Listen, honestly, I'm saying this from the depths of my heart. My brother, you have no business looking at any lady if you have not sought her out. Part of the things you must sort out is your mental prosperity. You are going out with her to where? Where is the map? Where is it? There are many of us that just like women. We just like any. You just, that marriage thing is eating you up. Calm down and settle down your life. Just let our sisters come and receive and go back. Train yourself. There is a level that you two will not try. Where her, her father will even see you. Or you think I'll carry my daughter and give her a year. No. No. My brother, if I give you my daughter, you too, you will know I try. No way. I'm not talking about coming with a chip. I'm coming about coming with substance. You sit down, the father is asking, he's a young man, so what do you understand? What's your mindset about prosperity, fatherhood? I say, well, when a man is 30 years, the man is saying, ah. No mental prosperity. No mental prosperity. Even if you speak spiritual languages. My daddy, I thank you. You have a similar name with my child. The man is asking a simple question. What do you understand about fatherhood? Hallelujah. Many of us are allowing spirituality to make us dull. God is speaking to you tonight. You better dust off that thing. Tell yourself, I will be competent. I won't go anywhere and any man relegate me to the background. Being a Christian is not just to start prayer and start opening prayer and end it. You have something to say. The man of God said, don't just say something, have something to say. Don't just say something, have something to say. There are those that are saying something, but there are men that have something to say. Job was one of those men. Although he was born again, Unbelievers and everybody testified he was an intelligent man. The opening of his mouth was the, 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 the unfailing of wisdom. So, in the days of my youth, when the secrets of the Lord were upon my tabernacle, he said the young men saw me and they fled. The elders saw me and they bowed their heads. What level of competence will make a man become a global voice? Because there are some of you, Nigeria is too small for you. But you need to push yourself higher. The way you are now, God cannot lift you. You can't represent Him properly. Number three, bodily prosperity. Let's leave this mental thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Health. Everybody say health is wealth. Say it again. Health is wealth. To be prosperous bodily means to be free from sickness, to be free from disease, to be free from infirmity, to be free from yokes and oppressions of darkness. Let me take it again quickly. To be free from sickness, to be free from disease, to be free from infirmity, to be free from yokes and oppressions of darkness. When that state becomes a reality in your life, you are prosperous in your health. 
there are many rich men who are sick. They are sick. There are people who take drugs all the time. And this is not mockery. But I'm just contending. This is why we have times when we pray. And if you are part of those people as you are listening to me now, I want you to know that the anointing of the Spirit is moving from this world. And that devil of oppression over your body lives right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. You must believe it's God's desire for you to be healthy. Samadhi said something. He said many people punish their health to be rich. Then they use their money to maintain their health. They kill themselves health-wise so that they can be rich. Now when they become rich, what happens? They use their money to maintain their health. Hypertension, all kinds of things. The man is a billionaire, but he's seen people. He's seen things. You sit down and you are quarreling. Later your wife taps you and says, No, you are okay. Nobody is taking the money. Because something is wrong with you. Even if you buy the wheelchair for one million, you are still on a wheelchair. Hallelujah. All kinds of people. Do you know that God wants you to experience prosperity in your health? Because if you are not prosperous in your health, you cannot be agile. Joshua said, my strength is still as it were in the days of my youth. Some of us, 25, 30, 40, you're already behaving as if you are 100. They say, stand up now, you just drag yourself. Come on now. We used to sing one song, shake, shake, shake into the fire. Shake up laziness. Shake up all of those things. I'm young and strong. That's what you must tell yourself. Some of us hate it when they say you are young. Say, how can I be young? Do I look young? Continue. That's a revelation you must get out of your mind. What is wrong with being young? Being young doesn't mean being small or childish. It means being alive. Strong. Carry this speaker. When you carry it, you hold your back as if it's not Jesus. No. is one of the secrets of our parents, fathers and mothers. You see a woman 70 years old. There are many things that she can do. Even the children are lazy. You wash three or four or five clothes and you sit down. You say, Kai, I had a busy day. Whereas that's what your mother was doing from the day you were born until you became 30 years that you are. Hallelujah. Say, I'm strong in my body. And there are certain things that can help you to maintain good health. It's not everything that is demonic. Try and eat well. You may not have all the means now, but please eat well. Turn and tell your neighbor, eat well. There are some of us, the wickedness you are doing to yourself, the, re the revenge will come in the future. Some of us, you've been taking Gary from almost throughout this week. And it's not like, yes, of course things are not here yet, but come on now, Abba. Go to your friend's room, let me help you. What is all that? Don't starve yourself. If you're fasting, fine. If you're not fasting, eat well. Understand about balanced diet. It doesn't take money, it just takes wisdom. With the 300 naira you used to buy from home, or 300 naira from home, break it down. Have a balanced diet. Start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. Some of us are rich, but we are making foolish nutritional decisions. Very foolish. Be sick in the morning. This 
puff up or whatever. You are just eating every kind of food. They ate garlic. They ate cucumber. Do you know why they were strong? That was part of the reason. They ate onion. They ate a lot of things. Don't let this, this cheesy people fool you. Look at the person who is advertising. He is not healthy. Look at what he is advertising to you. See, that's why you see people in the village. They are not born again. But 95, they are still strong. No glasses. Take water regularly. Not just juice. You go to sit down somewhere. They give you 50 cl minerals. Only you. Now you take it. A few minutes later. See, listen, don't just laugh. I'm very serious. Many of us have never paid attention. I used to be like that. Anything just comes until the day the Lord began to caution me. And say, Mr. Man, if you want to stay long, be careful. Thank God we have a welfare department that does justice. Celebrate them. Where are you, welfare? Wave your hands proudly. Hallelujah. That's part of the reason why we can teach and shout. Because you know when we are done, there is honorarium. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you need to help your parents with this decision. They may not have the variety to cook well. Now you have you've had some level of orientation. Must you let them die like that? Go and help them. Say in the name of Jesus, I make up my mind to stay strong and healthy. Do you know what the Bible calls gluttony? Have you, have you, have you, have you heard of that word? Gluttony. Excessive eating is, is not just about desire. There are some of us, anything you see, it must finish before you rest. There is pressure on you. And poverty is part of that cause. See, let me tell you something. I used to like a lot of things. I thought I liked it. Now I know it. I don't like it. They just bring bread in your house. You are used to the 26 naira on. And they bring one nice one. The type that has coconut in it. You can't sleep. You are restless. You can't wait for the next day. It's poverty. Prosperity gives you calmness. Options. That's why you can see a rich man. He just comes. He takes one small piece of chicken and it's okay and you are just sweating let this man leave that table let me come and show him how to eat come on now i forbid you from being poor in the name of jesus <laughs> growing up we used to hope that our father would finish eating not because i guess it's me my mother just gave him that husband treat and the thing, pay not as children. We just be hoping. There are some houses. Well, God will help us. Let me not say anything. It needs take take a balanced diet. Try, try, do your best. Do your best. Do your best. Number four, financial prosperity. This is where we'll soon stop and pray. Financial prosperity, what does it mean to be prosperous financially? Number one. Or this is just a general definition. It means freedom from poverty, lack, and the effects that come with them. Freedom from poverty, freedom from lack, and freedom from the effects 
that these things come with. There are things that follow poverty, fear, insecurity, greed, hatred, anger. You see that? So, financial prosperity is freedom from what? Poverty, lack, and the effects that come with them. It also means having abundant financial supply alongside the means to replenish and sustain it. Having abundant financial supply alongside the means to replenish and sustain it. That's what financial prosperity is. Having what? Abundant what did I say? Abundant financial supply. But it's not enough. You can have abundance today and you will not be able to help somebody after 10 years. But the ability to replenish it. Are you seeing that now? Replenish it and sustain it. That's financial prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. That's someone's portion in the name that is above all names. In the, in, at the end of this, this teaching, you will be free from poverty, lack, and the effects that come with them. I hope you wrote that. There are effects that come. Fear, greed, self-centeredness, insecurity, inferiority. All these things are things that come alongside poverty. There are houses that have stopped. And even if the child takes pure water, the father must force the child to look for five naira and pay. It's not just business sense. That one has gone beyond the Jordan. That is poverty. Greed. Because you have very little, you cannot relieve. Part of the reasons why politicians relieve a lot is because there is an ATM around the corner. So they can give you one million and go and fetch it back. But there is a way you can bless people. And as you bless, your band keeps increasing. Yeah. Proverbs 3 from verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. It says, So shall thy bands be filled with plenty and thy vat or thy one prince is to overflow. Hallelujah. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Finally, relational prosperity. What good is your money if there is nobody to celebrate with? There are many of us who have destroyed relationship with our family members, with our friends, with everybody because of money. They say to hell with everybody. Once I make money, the money will become my friend. There are many rich people who are lonely today because they, they, they worked on everybody in their life. And right now they are alone. Relational prosperity. What does it mean? Having quality relationships. Please write. Having quality relationships that give opportunities to express love and care. Having quality relationships that gives opportunities to express love and care, comma, 
improve yourself, comma, learn, share, affect, and impart life. Just be right it. And build a lasting legacy for generations that follow. Listen, there is a dimension of your life that must be prepared to leave legacy after you if Christ tarries. Not necessarily when you are gone. In your lifetime, you can build a legacy and bless others. I'll repeat it again. Having quality relationships that give opportunities to express love and care, comma, you need to express love and care. You need to improve yourself and relationships give you that platform. You need to learn. Relational prosperity gives you the opportunity to learn. You need to share. You need to share. You cannot share with yourself. You need to affect and impart life. Without relational prosperity, there's no platform to affect and impart life. For instance, I'm relating with you right now as I have the opportunity to teach you. I'm talking with you. You're responding back to me. There's relational prosperity. And to build a lasting legacy for generations that follow. Today we are able to learn some of these things because our fathers and those who have gone ahead of us, among other accomplishments, they were able to sustain relational prosperity. So they wrote books that we can interact with. Hallelujah. They held meetings that we attended that blessed us. I'll end this teaching today by defining what financial dominion is. Today is just introduction. Financial dominion. What is it? Thank you, Jesus. Financial dominion, therefore, is the ability to totally conquer lack, poverty, financial hardship, alongside the effects they bring. Financial dominion is the ability to totally, totally, mark that word, totally conquer lack, poverty, financial hardship alongside the effects that they bring. What are the effects? Fear, insecurity, greed, self-centeredness, unrighteousness. I'll take it again. Fear, insecurity, greed, Self-centeredness, unrighteousness, all of these are effects. That means, at the end of this series, you should be equipped to make this definition a reality in your life. Say Amen. That you will be equipped with the tools to help you conquer lack, poverty, financial hardship, alongside the effects that they bring. Realize that financial dominion is a journey. It's a journey. You journey into it. I can't take you there using this teaching, but I can equip you with the tools and guide you to get there. It will take a while, but as surely as the day breaks after the night, that financial dominion is a reality. Bishop Oyedeko came to speak at Dunami. And he made a statement that broke me. 
He said, not everybody is struggling. Hallelujah. Because of the recession and everything that happens around He said, not everybody is struggling. There are people who by grace and wisdom have been able to ride above. When the flood came, as it was killing others, it was lifting Noah's ark and it dropped it at Mount Ararat. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. And I want us to pray seriously. Just five minutes prayer, but it's very serious. Rise up on your feet, everybody. I'd like you to begin to thank God for this series. I told you it's a revolution. It will do something in your life. Inside and outside, begin to pray and bless the Lord. Say, Lord, I bless you for the opportunity to hear this. Free of charge. You are not paying anything. The word of the Lord is coming to challenge you. We've said a lot today. Challenging you on what prosperity is. Challenging you on seeing the need to be financially free. And that it is possible. Lift your voice and give him praise. Say, Lord, thank you. Finally, the way out for the tragedy of my family has come. Finally, the answer to my prayer has come. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Many of us will give God thanks. Many of us will give God thanks. Years to come, your generation will thank you for paying attention and inclining your ears to this word. Hallelujah. 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 I like us to pray and say, Lord, I make up my mind that my journey starts this night. Lift your voice. I make up my mind. Some of you have not started any journey, but make up your mind that it starts today and it will not stop till you enter your financial destiny. Make up your mind. Lord, from today I take responsibility. I take responsibility over my financial destiny. I take responsibility for the sake of my destiny, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of my generation. Challenge yourself in prayer. I take responsibility. In the name of Jesus, I lay aside childishness. I take responsibility. Don't say I'm too young. Don't say I'm a lady. Don't say I'm a student. Don't say I'm unmarried. Don't say I'm too old. No. Failure to happen to this world will punish you in the future. Make sure you take it seriously. Don't just be emotional about it. Let there be a determination in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One last prayer. You're going to say, Lord, help me. You will need the help of God in this series and in this journey. Some of us, what you have had today has rattled you. Some of you are angry. Some of you are offended. Trust me, this is part of what this, this cause will do to you and it will kill you. 
Hallelujah. It will take meekness. You're going to say, Lord, help me. Lift your voice and pray. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, oh God. I seek the help of the mighty God. As we progress in this journey, help me. Help me understand. Help me apply the things that I'm taught. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next week, we'll take the other aspect and then we'll also give you recommended books. I'm sorry I didn't write some of them. I don't just want to mention books anyhow. It's not every book you need to read. There are few books that when you get, you will get most of the things. There are many financial books, but there are few books that have the quality of what you need. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Now, while you're standing, there are a few people here right now. We spoke about spiritual prosperity. And as we began to speak, the Lord was telling you that this is it. It's not enough to just be rich. Inside and outside, everybody listen. It's not enough to just be prosperous. Remember, we started by talking about our spiritual prosperity. And there are some of us here, you have struggled. And tonight the Lord wants to give you rest. The Lord wants to give you rest. The Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today is the day you will make that decision and say, Jesus, I'm not only giving you my financial life, I want you to take everything. The worship team led us in a powerful song, Take all of me. There are some of you, you have given your life to Christ, but you have not given your all. And tonight, you are saying, Lord, no more backsliding, no more one leg in, one leg out. May I invite you right now, inside and outside, wherever you are, you want to start a fresh relationship with Jesus Christ, or you are giving your heart to the Lord, but you found yourself derailing. Welcome. The Lord is inviting you right now. Please come, wherever you are, inside and outside, wherever you are. Don't sit back. Hallelujah. Inside and outside. Don't wait for anybody to come. There are people the Lord is talking to. Inside and outside. God bless you as you are coming. God bless you. They are coming. Appreciate them. There are many people outside. You need to be born again. Even if you have a Christian name. You need to give your heart to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. We'll give you one more minute. Just stand and face me. God bless you. Some of you as you are standing. The Lord is speaking to you. Don't let your friends stop you. This is the beginning of an experience. Motivate them, Koinonia, appreciate them as they come. God bless you, God bless you. Welcome home, God bless you. Let this be the beginning of an authentic experience. God bless you, God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now listen to me. Thank you so much for coming. The Bible says for as many who will come. Keep coming, hallelujah. The Bible says he will in no wise cast away. I want you to know that although this is a financial seminar, this is a financial teaching, this is a series on finance, but that this is the beginning of your life. Hallelujah. That at any level of your life, you can make up your mind and start with Jesus Christ. And I welcome you. Lift your right hand and say this as loud as you can. Say after me, Lord Jesus, 
I love him. I truly believe in you. I ask you to forgive my sins and cleanse me from unrighteousness. Tonight, I've heard your word and I make Jesus Lord of my life. From today, I denounce sin, Satan, and the works of the flesh. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. Strengthen me. Make me a believer in the name of Jesus Christ. As you prosper me financially, let me also prosper spiritually. In the name of Jesus Christ. Keep your hands lifted, Father. Thank you. You brought this one by your grace. And I pray that this will not just be an emotional recitation. But this will be a genuine experience. That will culminate into the quality of your life. In every aspect. Empower them. Give them spiritual prosperity. Give them financial prosperity. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare that the hand of God is strong upon you. You'll never be the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'd like you to follow the usher. Just follow the gentleman waving his hands. There's a group of people who welcome you and they'll give you some details. Celebrate them, Koinonia. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, while we prepare to take the announcement, if this is your first time of coming to our meeting, this is your first time of attending Koinonia. We love you, we celebrate you. I'd like you to jump up on your seat and come out quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly, this is your first time inside and outside. You're welcome. Please come, please come. God bless you. God bless you. Appreciate them, Koinonia. God bless you. No matter how far, you're welcome. We have a prayer and a blessing for you. Just come out and stand here. We celebrate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so much for coming. Please keep coming. This is Koinonia. Hallelujah. A meeting put together by Eternity Network International. We are here every Friday. We really celebrate you for coming. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for coming. We truly, truly appreciate you. And I assure you that your life will never be the same. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to pray for you right now. And ask that the hand of God will come upon your life. Stretch your hands towards them saints and prophesy. When we bless you here, you are blessed. When we speak over your life, it will come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we bless them. We bless you with the blessings of this house. We bless you with hunger for spiritual things. We bless you with wisdom. We bless you with the presence of God. We bless you with favor. You will never be the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. believe you have been blessed by this message. For additional information, you can visit us on Facebook on www.facebook.com slash Koinonia Trinity Network International or follow us on Twitter www.twitter.com slash Koinonia underscore ENI. You can also download our messages on www.facebook.com 
www.forcechat.com. Thank you, Network International, for keeping the foreigners alive, Lightning.